All right, it is September 13th today, which means that one week from today is election day in our fair country, and we know it's going to be a tight one. The polling has flipped a little bit in uh, the last round of polling that we saw. Uh, it started off with the uh, Liberals holding a pretty good lead at the start of the campaign, you know, four or five points, depending on where you were looking, and then it was gone. It was evaporated, and the Conservatives were running neck and neck. Well, now it looks like the Liberals may have regained that lead, very slight, about 3%, according to the latest polling. So, uh, it's it's going to be close. It's a horse race at this point. So, as we head into the final week, what do we need to watch for? Amanda Connolly joins us now. Amanda is a national online journalist with Global News. Amanda, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so when we take a look at this, the the best way to tell what the leaders are focusing on is where the leaders are, right? Where they're spending their time, where they're focusing their attention. Absolutely. Where the leaders go really does tell us a lot about where they think that they need to spend perhaps a little bit extra time, do some more kind of groundwork, shoring up their support. What we're really watching for as we head into this final week of the election campaign is a heavy focus around Ontario, around BC, also uh, potentially Quebec well, really those those areas that we know tend to fluctuate quite a lot during the election campaign, and because of that, can be where governments effectively are made uh, may, may yeah. or break during campaigns. So certainly it's like a heavy focus there, and really focusing on the ground game as well, behind the scenes, building out all of that kind of capacity to get out the vote. Uh, and of course, we saw some, some long lines, I know, here in Ontario a little bit over the advanced polls. I'm not sure what you guys were seeing maybe as well, but certainly it seems a lot of folks are, are making their plans to vote. Yeah, Amanda, I know a lot of people who who voted over the weekend. Uh, there was some people reporting there was lines. It, it was very smooth. Nobody was saying, oh, it took forever, nothing like that. But it looks to me like it was pretty busy. And to me, and I don't know, do you think I'm right? It seems like people are invested. When you see uh, a lot of interest in advance polls, it sort of shows that people are eager to get out and cast a ballot. I think that typically is the case. Again, advanced polls usually are a sign that people are engaged, that they've formed their opinions, they want to make sure they have that chance to get out and actually cast their ballot. Things, you know, can always come up actually on election day itself. So advanced polling is typically a sign of, of, of you know, preparation, things like that. But again, it's a little bit tricky to say right now. And, and the reason I'm hesitant here is because, of course, we're in a pandemic election. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to gauge how much of that really is a reflection of people who, um, again, it, it's, it's the kind of enthusiasm or, or being more eager to get out the polls there as opposed to people who are saying, look, I just don't want to take the chance of voting in perhaps a more crowded um, election day itself. Maybe I don't want to wait for the mail-in ballots or I'm not sure kind of what's going to happen on that front. A lot of questions, I think, still around um, how many people are going to use mail-in ballots. Again, these have been in place for decades here in Canada. They, they've, they're they you know, highly trusted and highly um, in place to, to, to work well here. But uh, really the, the question there is going to be uptake on the mail-in ballot front and kind of how that will affect the time that it will take to actually get a result on election day. You know, you mentioned uh, the focus, of course, as it always is, right? The vote-rich areas, Vancouver, uh, parts of Quebec, Ontario. Some interesting developments in the 905 this weekend, which is that area around Toronto, which, as you say, can make or break a government, really. And we're seeing some fractures in, in the Liberal strength in that area. Uh, I'm thinking of the West Block interview with a former MP saying she's thinking she might vote Conservative this time around. Yeah, so there, there's there's a lot to break down here, and again, I think there's um, a particular this this particular. Um, 
former Liberal MP, again, has has raised concerns previously with the government. It's certainly not new to hear uh, concerns coming out uh, from her. She she has um, really, really talk, talked about those a lot. I think what we're really watching for in, in the 905 is going to be, um, again, that ground game for the parties. And also uh, the, the question as, as well around things like daycare and affordability. These are really key, key drivers for a lot of those kind of suburban areas around the big cities where the costs, of course, are just so, so high for pretty much everything these days. And so I'm expecting to hear a lot more from the parties about that and really hammering home those themes of affordability, cost of living, kind of what their promises are to try and make things easier for Canadian families and for Canadians. And so, again, a lot at stake here and everyone really has um, only a couple of days left here to make their their final pitch to voters. Yeah, it should be interesting. I appreciate the insight. Thank you so much, Amanda. My pleasure. Thank you for your time. That's Amanda Connolly, who is a national online journalist for Global News, keeping track of what's going on.